Welcome to Word Matters, presented by the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Word Matters is a podcast dedicated to helping Christians understand some of the most confusing and controversial passages of the Bible. And now, join the conversation with your hosts, Trevin Wax and Brandon Smith. Why did Jesus say he came not to bring peace, but a sword? That is the question that we'll answer on this episode of Word Matters. I'm Brandon Smith, as always, along with my co-host, Trevin Wax. Hey, Trevin. Hey. So we are talking today about Jesus saying that he didn't come to bring peace but a sword, though it seems like all of his ministry is about peace, right? Yeah, you know, this is um, the reason this is a hard text is because when we think about Jesus as the Savior, um, we usually associate him coming to earth with peace. You know, we think of him as the, the Bible describes him as the Prince of Peace. Um, he's the one when he was born that the angels sang about, uh, you know, peace on earth to those whom uh, God's favor rests. Um, he says in the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers for they mm-hmm. shall be called sons of God. Um, and then, and it's not just Jesus. I mean, the rest of the New Testament, I mean, think about Paul picking up this idea of reconciliation, mm-hmm. having peace with God, and then uh, breaking down uh, barriers and walls of hostility so that we have peace between Jews and Gentiles. And so, I mean, you have throughout the Bible, this entire, uh, the entire storyline of the Bible is really driven by this idea that God's uh, peace, uh, shalom in Hebrew, that represents more than just the ceasing of conflict and really goes to human flourishing, uh, everything being the way God intended it to be. Uh, that's the point of salvation to bring about peace. And so, it's striking to read the Gospels and you come across this line. Jesus just says, I haven't come to bring peace. Don't assume that I've come to bring mm-hmm. peace. I've come not to bring peace, but a sword. So okay. that's why it's a problem passage. All right. So let's look at the Matthew and Luke versions of this. I'll read Matthew first. Then okay. You can do Luke. Uh, Matthew ten thirty four to 36 in the HCSB. That's uh, where Jesus makes this statement. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to turn a man against father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. Yeah, but so let me read the the Luke passage, which is from Luke twelve fifty-one through fifty-three. It has a similar statement from Jesus. The biggest difference here, notice this, is that instead of saying Jesus is bringing a sword, Luke just explains that metaphor and says that he's bringing division. So this is the way uh, Luke's version has it. D- do you think that I came here to give peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And you read that with some gusto. I like that. I mean, come on. We're preachers. All right, so there you have it. You've got Jesus saying this in in a couple of passages here. Uh, So again, in spite of all this talk about peace, we've got Jesus talking about bringing a sword. Um, So how do we reconcile this teaching uh, of Jesus here with the rest of the biblical witness? Let's look at some views here. Okay, so option one. Um, There are are several ways that scholars have, have dealt with this, what appears to be a contradiction. The first option is to say, that Jesus is not so much speaking about the purpose of his coming. He's really talking about the effect of his coming. In other words, um, we've seen that throughout history, Jesus, when he, you know, the presence of Jesus has caused conflict, has caused division. There have been family members that have been set against one another throughout history. And even today in many parts of the world, Christianity has led to conflict. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've seen persecution rise, unbelievers that have risen against Christians. And um, unfortunately, there have been times as well when Christians have 
um, you know, sought revenge and mm. uh, have uh, responded with retaliation toward unbelievers. You're saying so, Christians are not perfect. Th- that's right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Christians okay. have not always been peacemakers. Let's but, do a whole podcast on that. That is very striking that you say that. <laughs> so, okay, so this basically this option says Jesus is not so much talking about his overall purpose in coming to earth. He's talking about the effect of his coming. Um, F.F. Bruce uh, is a famous New Testament scholar who makes the case, and he says uh, Jesus is talking here about effect more than purpose. His main purpose is to bring God shalom, right, to bring peace to earth. But the effect Jesus knows, and he's warning his disciples, is in many cases it's going to be division. It's going to be the sword. It's going to be pain because people turn against the gospel and they respond with hostility. So that's option one. So let's look at the second view, uh, a little bit different. So the second view uh, doesn't distinguish between uh, Jesus' purpose and the effect of his coming. So uh, instead, Jesus is saying that the purpose of his coming is to show the difference between righteous and unrighteous. So the opposite of peace, uh, according to this view, would be disunity or division. So, uh, you know, Jesus came to separate the sheep from the goat, the sheep, the sheep from sheep. Sheep is, um, that's not the plural of sheep is sheep. Thank you. Mr. Editor, uh, Jesus came uh, to separate sheep from the goats, uh, believers from unbelievers, um, even within the sphere of the, of the family, as we see in this text. Uh, so basically seen in this light, Jesus didn't come to bring peace on earth, but to show the distinction between Christians and non-Christians. So uh, D.A. Carson holds this view, and, and he has a quote that says, um, uh, the Prince of Peace, though he is, the world will so violently reject him in his reign that men and women will divide over him. All right. And then there's a third view, um, a little less common today, but um, has has um, been been known throughout church history. And basically, this is the the view that um, this passage of Scripture refers primarily to the Christians in Matthew's day because they were suffering a lot for their faith. You know, I mean, and you do you do have to think about Matthew and the audiences for both Matthew and Luke. They are being ostracized. They're cast out of the synagogues. They're being disowned by family members. Some of Jesus's own disciples may have actually faced some uh, um, uh, family disunity because of their following of, of Jesus. And Jesus himself faced resistance from his family. Uh, we, we know that from Mark chapter three. So according to this view, the immediate application is for the people in Matthew's day. And we might say that there's an extended application for those who do, you know, who may lose their jobs or they've been disowned by their families to their faith in Christ. But basically it's to say Jesus is speaking directly to a specific people and he's, he's giving a, li- a very limited, narrow application that doesn't apply. We shouldn't apply this to Jesus's overall sense of mission in the world. Right. So. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a side here, pick a view, see see what's best, um, see right, if you, you and first. I agree or disagree. Okay, uh, so I like FF Bruce's option. Um, so the oh, first wait, option, just go with FF Bruce. Yeah, just, it's the safe way, yeah. right? Okay. I, I guess so. <laughs> Depending on what circle you're you're talking in. <laughs> uh, so I yeah I, I like FF Bruce's um, idea. I, I like to say uh, I think this passage is kind of saying that. That Jesus' arrival, it upends the world. So the point is that, you know, even families are split apart by it. So I don't think necessarily uh, Jesus is coming in saying, man, I, I want to split families apart. I think what he's saying is the result of me coming, that is inevitable in what's going to happen uh, when the gospel comes into the earth. So so I think this fits well with that previous episode we, ta- you know, we talked about of um, Jesus saying that father and mother, uh, leave your father and mother, leave your family uh, for my sake. And so Jesus brings peace. Uh, in the sense that all things will be made right through the gospel, but he brings a sword uh, in the sense that um, he's coming for a judgment for sin. So the cross is both, on the one hand, salvation, uh, but on the other hand, it's also an indictment on sin because he had to die for sin. So I don't think 
purposefully Jesus is saying, I'm going to come into the world so I can start breaking families apart. I think he's saying this is part of what happens uh, in a sinful world when the gospel comes. Okay. What say you? Well, by by process of elimination, this is where, where I get in. I'm, I'm not quite the exact with any of these three. So leave, leave it to me to, 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 to try to uh, take two views and combine them or something. You said uh, it. Let me, let me eliminate first. I don't think option three fits. So the idea that this only applied to the people in Matthew's day or very limited, narrow application, I think that's convenient. But Jesus seems to be making a pretty broad overall mission statement here. Right. So uh, I, 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 like, I, I would put that one out. Um, I like what you just said, and I like what F.F. Bruce says. That, you know, that the difference between there's a difference between Jesus' purpose and effect. That feels a little convenient to me, though, hmm. a little tidy, because Jesus is using purpose language. He says, I have come in order to bring division, mm-hmm. to bring the source. So That's a good point. So anyway, I, I mean, yes, it's true that the overall effect is going to be um, is going to be division. But I I mean, it's a purpose statement. So that that just feels convenient to me. So that. I guess that drives me to option two, which doesn't distinguish between purpose and effect. And I guess on that, I'd I'd want to tweak it just a little bit to say um, Jesus's overall bringing of peace on earth and restoring God's shalom, that that is his overall mission. But that is going to take place through conflict and controversy and through division. It, so look at it this way. It's like the surgeon who's going to bring healing. Um, who, or, or let's say a, a treatment for cancer, you know, you have a doctor who wants to bring healing, but first they're going to bring chemotherapy, mm-hmm. right? The doctor that comes in and you come to the doctor and he says, now, no, I, I, I haven't come right now to, to bring healing. First of all, initially I've come to bring the chemotherapy, basically the, the treatment that's going to, to cause more sickness. So Jesus, I agree with you. Jesus is not saying, Oh, I'm against peace. You know, I'm against Mm -hmm. family unity. Right. Um, that would contradict all the stuff that he says about peace elsewhere. I think what he's saying is don't think that my coming and this, uh, this is definitely a, um, paraphrase for me. Don't think that I've come (laughs) to sprinkle pixie dust peace all over the world in some sort of sentimental way. That would be the, the message, (laughs) Uh, Eugene Peterson paraphrase uh, my paraphrase of a, of a paraphrase. Yes. you're really right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no, the way to peace is through the cross. It's through that. There's going to be a dividing line, a sword that severs the righteous from the unrighteous. It sets up conflict. So in order for Shalom to be declared, everything that is opposed to Shalom has to be brought to light. So hmm. in the short term, what Jesus is saying is, look, my purpose right now, initially is not to bring peace. It's to bring the sword. But it, Putting that in the context of all of Jesus' teaching and ministry, we know that in the long term, though, that sword that severs is actually going to bring about the the, the healing of the world. Yeah. So that's how, okay. I, that's how I would put well, it. Well, after you explaining it like that, I think I might be a little bit more on your side than I originally thought. So. Oh, stick well with done. F.F. Bruce. No, you can't go wrong with your that. Your pixie dust thing, that's what, that's what took me over the top. <laughs> I, that was I, knew, it. I knew that would get you. I knew uh, I would do it. Yeah, I think, too, you know, there's an illusion here that, that's interesting about uh, Micah 7, 6. Yeah, we the prophet, didn't mention that. Prophet yeah. Micah talks about, you know, this threatening situation in his day. And then uh, in Jesus' time, people look back at this and interpret it to be the difficulties that the Messiah would go through. And so there's this idea of uh, predicting family division. So it's kind of an interesting prophecy fulfillment there. Yeah. And, that you know, may actually play into the option. Matthew's too. always doing that. Yeah. Right. So so that would make that would make sense, especially with uh, with in, in the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. If this is some sort of an allusion to, to Micah 7 about the difficulties during the Messianic age. But anyway. okay. so how would you preach or teach this passage? Um, for, well, for me, I've. 
again, and those that have listened to this podcast, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. I love to let the startling words of Jesus startle. So um, I, 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 I like to, when Jesus says something shocking, I like to have that sound shocking mm-hmm. to, to uh, uh, the people I'm preaching to. So I would do as best as I can to, to want to, um, I would, I would want to take the world's way of desiring peace seeing peace, thinking about peace, of how you get to peace. And I would want to use Jesus's words here to um, undermine and subvert that worldly vision of peace mm-hmm. so that you get a deeper understanding of what true peace, uh, the the eventual establishment of true peace, what it actually takes, the the kinds of effects and measures and things that happen in the world in order to get us to, to peace. Because I think that leads us eventually to the cross, which is where I want to get to in, in every message. Right. So I, I would, I would take a worldly understanding of peace, which is more sentimental in nature and use Jesus's words to shock and then subvert that understanding of peace by bringing alongside a richer, more full understanding of what, of what true peace is, how it's accomplished and what the short term effects are in that march toward eventual peace. Yeah. That's really helpful too. Cause I think uh, we tend to kind of going along what you're saying of thinking of peace as everybody get get your arms around each other and hug and that's how you get peace. Um, and in reality, that's not always how you get peace. There's a lot more that, that goes into it, uh, including strife and all kinds of things that, that we don't feel comfortable with, that don't feel like peace even in the moment. Um, the cross is a great example of, you know, the son of God bleeding to death, dying on a cross uh, for justice, uh, for sin. And that's not peaceful. He didn't just come and say, hey, guys, we're all. It's all fixed. You know, here, here we are. He had to die a bloody death on the cross. And so peace comes through sometimes anguish, sometimes pain, sometimes hard conversations, whatever it is. And so uh, if we look at Jesus, we always see that. You know, Jesus is standing there, John 6, I love, where he stands up and he says the thing about, you know, eating his flesh and drinking his blood and people kind of freak out and leave. Yeah. yeah, and Jesus is not begging them to come back and chasing them down. He's saying that there is that through this peace of me making the world right, there's going to be strife and there's things that you're not going to like and there's things that are going to press against you, but ultimately it's for good. That's how you get to Shalom. Yeah, and I mean think about what if what would church history have been like and what would the church be like if Jesus had never said these words? Right. What if what if all Christians who are want to be peacemakers, right, only had that note in mm-hmm. the in the symphony of Jesus's teaching. And what if, what if Christians only heard that and then thought I need to do whatever it takes to, to never have there be conflict or strife right. or division. And if there is in my family, that means I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. No, what Jesus is saying here is no, this is actually, this is part of the the purpose of his, of his coming is to distinguish and to show and to separate and to divide and to show righteous from unrighteous. And so mm-hmm. I, it actually gives hope to the Christian who might be facing some strife and conflict to know, you know, Jesus said this would be right. the case, you know, as far as it can be for, as far as it's possible for us, we want to live in peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, we recognize this tension here and uh, it, it's a good thing that we have it. It's a yeah. good thing that Jesus said this living in a, living in a world of Genesis three to revelation 20, 20, which is the most of scripture that doesn't have perfection and not sin in it. This is the world we live in. This is the reality that we live in, that not everything is peaceful and the way we want it to be, but the gospel offends and for good reason, because it brings peace. So, uh, Trevin, thanks as always for hopping on. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Word Matters is presented by the Holman Christian Standard Bible, a translation that is faithful to the original languages but clear for today's readers. Find out more at hcsb.org.